You've arrived. You've arrived. To the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go! What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Truly appreciate everybody for tuning in, listening up, and man, let's 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 let it begin. Oh man, been been deep today. It's been a deep day. You know what I mean? Yesterday I had a whole episode recorded, just didn't feel right. I'm not gonna lie. Recorded the whole thing. I was jazzed up for the UFC strike um, little announcement that was coming out, but uh, you know, yesterday just didn't hit home. Man, I was thinking a lot about the MMA thing and just. Just my life, you know what I mean, reflecting a lot. And then I did a whole episode, and I just felt like I didn't even pay homage to the dude and the reason that, you know, it all came together. And that's big shout-out to my little brother, D-Rec, man. Truly appreciate you, bro. Love you, man. And dude, everybody would know his name if it wasn't for his motorcycle accident. I truly believe that. This dude's work ethic was borderline you know what i mean uh probably should get good be checked out mentally you know prior to his accident but after his accident everything just kind of everything changed uh definitely posted a picture today on twitter of my brother in the hospital and that was just a life-changing incident with his street bike accident and i remember him just laying there just being like man i can't believe that bitch ran the stop sign i was like i know man you know i I get it, I get it, but at least you just got a broken leg, we'll get your femur patched up, and you know, you just be robotic, and as I'm talking to him, I watch his pupils just dilate, just boom, it just, everything just got small, he said, what happened? I'll never forget that, and he just forgot everything, that fast, folks, so just be thankful, I'm telling you, when I'm sitting here, and I make episodes about being thankful, I truly mean it, I truly mean it, R.I.P. Homer, um, quadriplegic, you know what I mean, didn't have his ability to do anything, Wife is cheating on him. His son became a tweaker. You know, I mean, just everything fell apart. And I just remember just asking him, like, I don't, I don't understand how you're still happy right now. And he just told me, his words, not my. I couldn't kill myself if I wanted to. You know what I mean? That's so deep. It's just, I'll never forget these people in my life. And I'll never forget these things. And, you know, I just didn't feel right. Didn't pay homage to my brother, D-Rec, man. Truly appreciate him. And, uh, man, just big, big shout out. He was definitely fighting machine as, as well as I could fight. And I, I, I tell y'all straight up, man, he never did take me on a one-on-one, but when it comes to getting outside in those streets and everything, my brother, he was a legend of his own. Everybody knew him, you, you know, where we were from, you better fight him two or three of y'all. Cause one-on-one, you, you ain't standing much of a chance with that being said. My brother, man, that, that little dude, man, he watched a lot of UFC. He's the reason that I got into the sport. Can't even lie. I wish I could say it another way. Like, I, sh- I showed him the way. But while he was watching UFC, and that's where he spent his money and everything, I was watching skate videos and everything, you know. I was watching skate videos. I was watching, you know, more into X Games. I was into football and those types of things. Always religiously into football every Sunday. This dude was always on MMA. Always on some types of fighting. Um, man, always watching something on that shit. It couldn't stop him, man. Um, we didn't really watch, like, Faces of Death or anything like that. We watched more so, like, porn and fighting and then escape videos. And a lot of I watched a lot of Supercross. You know, I was into all types of different things. But, yeah, my brother, man, always into the fighting. And he eventually started training. And, you know, he got the balls up and just started going to the gym on his own. There was nobody, you know, motivated him. It's just something he wanted to do. He was that strong-willed of a person. 
Um, I, I truly honor that. You know what I mean? That dude, he's a big guy. He's a big guy, especially for a little brother, man. That's a, he's been bigger than me for years. But with that being said, I'm the, I'm the run of the family. And, uh, man, big shout out to my brother because I was asked uh, this week, uh, what was the worst fight of all time that I thought personally? And I don't feel bad about it because I went there in person. It definitely was lame as hell to me. And it was at the K1 Dynamite in 2007, I believe, the L.A. Coliseum. And it's, you know, it's, it's some legends. It's uh, Royce Gracie versus Kazushi Sakuraba. I believe I said the first name right. I know the second name I said right. But uh, the Gracie killer, you know, and they, they went at it. Um, it was It was super whack. I just remember, like, them just no action, just laying around. They rolled a little bit, held in the corner, but mo- mostly I think Royce was laying on his back and Sakuraba was over him, kicking him for half the damn fight. Gracie eventually won by unanimous decision, and after it, the fight, he tested positive for some type of steroid. You know, just how that event went. Same night as Brock Lesnar, um, his MMA debut. That was cool because I didn't know who the hell Brock Lesnar was. I didn't know why we were going. I believe we had one of our trainers fighting or something. No, our trainer was in the crowd, so I don't know how we got tickets or we ended up going to this event. Um, we went with the the fight team. It was dope. Brock Lesnar, like I said before I jump off subject, Brock Lesnar's MMA de- debut, he ended up coming out. I mean, this dude is a monster. It was crazy being at the L.A. Coliseum because they legit made them come down all those stairs before he even came out to the ring. That's a workout in itself. That's definitely like a round one before you even got to it. But Brock Lesnar, he pulled it off. He came down the stairs. He looked huge compared to everybody else. It didn't even look fair. We're out in, like, the stands. You know what I mean? This fool just looked on another level. He definitely demolished the dude that he was against that night. He uh, took him down to the ground, ground and pound. Typical Brock Lesnar formula that he used to success. But I did watch the first step. Didn't know who the hell he was. But I remember on the Jumbo Tron, they were like, WWE superstar and da-da-da. So I was aware of who he was by the end of that night. With that being said, my little red Honda was smashing that day. Um, yeah, man, I missed that little car. Definitely had my brother in there. I don't know why. I don't remember why we got a late start and we had to fall back. We probably had to pick up some trees or something. Who knows what we were doing? Some alcohol. I don't remember why it was, but we had to fall behind probably to get some cash or who knows. We used to struggle back then, but we were going to make it. Um, I remember just trying to catch up. I was doing 115 like the whole way. I think it actually, the governor kicked in at like 111 or something, but uh, there was no governor on that one. I just think it topped out right around 113, but we were just dipping like 113 the whole way. I believe that was the car that did 113. Don't quote me. That might've been the Ford Focus now that I think about it, but we were going as fast as the damn car could. A little Honda weaving through traffic. Couldn't catch them. We ended up catching up to, uh, to the caravan because we had the whole gym was going we caught up to them way out in like LA, but I remember just smashing and we didn't have cell phones back then. I don't think, I believe that we were still pretty ghetto fired. Cell phones probably were out, but we probably had map quests knowing us. Um, cause I really feel like I knew if we didn't find them, we were, we were screwed. I don't think any of us had a cell phone, but you know, we were kind of behind on the times. Like I said, we had a little red Honda and that's about all we had going out there, made it out there. I don't even remember who all went. Um, it was dope, though. It was dope, though. With that being said, there's a good chance my baby mama might have gone to that. Now I think about it, I don't even remember, man. I can, that's why I mean. I, it was so long ago. My memory is shot. Anybody who knows me will tell you. Man, just don't ask him to remember nothing. I got to write it down. Um, yeah. 
So with that being said, what other story do I got? Well, involving my brother, this is a random little uh, UFC story, I guess. And not even really a UFC story, more a Tito Ortiz story. I was down at the beach. Me and this girl, um, I brought her down to the beach. We're chilling at the bars. I'm a social fella, and it's not my girl, so I'm not really tripping. We're just out there talking, talking, get to talking with this guy next to us, and um, I'm sure he liked her, and not my concern. And I remember he was talking about this car. He was talking about a BMW or whatever. I was like, yeah, right, BMW 6 Series, like the new one. Oh, this fool lying. You know what I mean? That's some, that's some money. Eventually, he's like, oh, you, MMA? You like MMA? I was like, yeah, man, I train back home. Like, I train all the time, me and my brother. Started talking to him about it. He's like, hey, he's like, if you're, he's like, what size do you wear? I was like, I don't know, man. I'm probably like a 34, 36. I don't even know what I was, 32. I don't, I've never won a 34. I like a 32, maybe a 30 back then. He's like, I got some shorts that Tito gave me. He was like, but they don't fit me. He was like, you want them? I was like, I'm, I'm interested. I ain't going to turn down no free fight shorts. So we actually went outside. He was like, let's go check out. Let's go out to the car. I want to see his car anyway. So that's why I told him, if you got that car, I want to see it. Walked out, and he was not lying. He had a dope, like, BMW on, like, 19s or 20s. It might have been 20s, man. You know, them things sit different. Um, it was nice, man. Brand new balling. He popped the trunk and sure enough, brand new fight shorts. He handed them right to me. Like, Here you go, man. Dude, I was like, this is so dope. And then he even invited us to go back to his house. I was interested. She didn't want to. Da, da, da. That's, that's, you know what I mean? I was just like, I ain't tripping. Um, ain't going to put her in an uncomfortable spot. So we jumped to another bar. But with that being said, uh, yeah, man, I'm telling you, that fool was balling. I'm, I'm, you know, Tito and everything. I'm going to ride with y'all, man. I ain't tripping on none of that. We could roll. But with that being said, yeah, didn't happen. So, um, yeah, I got some fight shorts, and I came back home. They were big for me. I remember they didn't fit, but they were perfect for my little brother. So I was like, hey, man, check these out. Shot them to my little brother, and he was like, dude, he was like, that's dope because my fight shorts are too small. I was like, all right, cool. I don't have no fight shorts, so shoot them to me because I always fought in just uh, basketball shorts. You know what I mean? I was a little ghetto kid there. I didn't give a damn. I don't need no fight shorts. Give me basketball shorts and a wife beater. I actually tore off a mole one time. Um, that's kind of weird and nasty, but I had a mole up like on my back or shoulder or something and I, we were just rolling and this was before I wore rash guards and sure enough, somebody's hand knocked the mole off. I just remember somebody was like, Oh, there's blood. And I looked and I was like, Oh, I'm bleeding. But yeah, long story short, uh, shot my brother, those random Tito Ortiz fight shorts, supposedly. And yeah, he, he won most of his fights in those. With that being said, I need to get like a, you know, I have some, I have some, uh, sound effects over here. Couple of them, couple of them. And I need a round. I need the ring bell. Ding. You know what I mean? Like in between rounds and stuff. Uh, I definitely need to get that for when I switch subjects. Um, got that written down on a notepad. Got to get to it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, that to do list. Procrastinating. Um, I ain't hating. MMA background, as far as we go with my brother and stuff, just wanted to run through that. For those that don't know, um, me, I was a long-time participant at 777 Gym. Don't even exist anymore. Not even a figment of the imagination or memory. Um, Unbreakable Gym, that's where my brother was out of and where I like to go to every time I got a chance, man. There was some straight killers over there. I got I got dropped one of my two times in my whole life was really, uh, by Brian Warren. Big shout out, Brian Warren, man. Truly appreciate everything, all the knowledge that dude passed on to me and more importantly, my little brother. He was like a father figure to that guy, and we had an awesome father figure. But our father was just not, um, it was, you know, it was different. It was different. Truly love what our dad did, man. He was just, uh, he was he was stretched thin, you know what I mean? He didn't have a partner, 
um, after a while, and he just, we survived. We survived, man. We definitely went into bachelor mode, and it was, we made it. We made it. Um, Yeah, so we, me and my little brother, man, we've been in karate basically our whole lives. I've been in, I don't know, five, six years old. I just remember being in tournaments my entire time growing up. That was just part of life. Um, jumped into backyard boxing and we got a little older when we started hitting middle school, high school, jumped into backyard boxing, filming that right around the bum fights era. For those that remember Rufus, you know what I mean? Big shout out. Um, definitely society has changed back then. We had faces of death and bum fights. And nowadays, I mean, you would just be, you would be straight outrage. I think there was outrage back then, but as youngsters, man, that's what we were watching. That's just truth be told. I don't even know what the youngsters are watching now that we'll look at and be like, whoa, that's super absurd. Probably Rick and Morty or something crazy. I don't even know. But, yeah, man, my little brother been watching UFC since UFC been UFC. I think we used to watch UFCs, like, back when it was still illegal. And it was definitely illegal most places. I think now they do it all over. But back in the day, you could only do it on, like, Indian reservations because I remember going to Saboba and stuff. But, not really sure how the law works anymore as far as that stuff. It's probably just taxing purposes and all that. But, yeah, you got to think about it. UFC for me was illegal growing up, right? So I put it in that perspective. Uh, just about a year ago, I built a 16-TV video wall inside of a UFC gym. So it went from being illegal to having gyms. Now, with that being said, marijuana is the same way marijuana was illegal and nowadays we got i'm I'm out here helping build dispensaries you know what i mean so it's kind of along the same lines just strange in society what's wrong last year you know or wrong yesterday is correct tomorrow so you always got to think of things like that that's why i really don't take like a belief i always have an idea but i try not to have beliefs because they're a lot harder to change um when i have an idea i'm pretty fluid just go with it with that being said folks mma man I've I've been watching this thing a long time. Big shout out to my little bro. I do want to give him that respect. A big shout out. Um, I know I've probably been through that before, but man, it just hit me. It hit me, you know, today, yesterday, just because I was going to do an episode on, I did do an episode yesterday about UFC and it just, I didn't even give my brother the, the respect that he deserves. So big shout out direct man. Truly appreciate you for the inspiration you've been in my life and sorry for leaving such shitty footsteps for you to follow in yours. And that shout-out's for you. We'll give that for me because I could have definitely been a better example. But, man, keep holding in there, little bro. Keep holding in there. Um, Man, I think that fool's living out in Arizona now in some trailer. i, I got to get him back on the podcast so he can explain it more. Something about a girlfriend with horses or something like that. I don't know what kind of circus they're pulling off over there. But my brother's always into something, so... Big shout out, man. Wish him wish him well. He's got my mom out there somewhere in the desert too. So I really hope, you know, I hope things go in the best for him. I had a message of my mom recently, but she ain't even got back to me. Don't blame her because I'm the same type of way. Back to real life. Uh well, that is real life. But back to the actual life that y'all know about. Um, UFC Vegas 68 at the Apex Center. That just occurred last weekend, I believe. Maybe yeah, I think it was last weekend. Um Fight night, it was supposed to be a UFC fight night, like a Korean-themed, don't, you know, don't discriminate on that. I don't mean no discrimination, but Korean Zombie was supposed to be the main event, I believe. He got injured and withdrew. Um, Jump in, replacement, you got Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak, or Spivak. I don't even know how he wants it pronounced, but I should know because that dude's a beast. We're just going to go with Sergey. 
Sergey pulled off one hell of a performance. Derek Lewis, man, I love him. You know, what I mean, everybody loves him. Definitely, my balls is hot. You would never forget that moment when he told Joe Rogan that after Joe Rogan asked him why he removed his shorts after a KO victory, I believe he had. Um, but either way, round one submission by head and arm choke by Sergey. He just threw Derek Lewis around the ring, manhandled him, dropped him on his face four or five times. Derek Lewis had no chance. You know, what I mean, it was. It was a sad showing. It was a sad showing for Derek Lewis. Sergey Beast, you'll see him in the future. Dude is a problem. Um, also on the fight card, you had Young Jung versus Devin Clark. I apologize if I'm slaughtering the names. It's just, you know what I mean? Your names right now aren't worth saying correctly, I guess. I don't know. But after these performances, some of them will be. Unfortunately for Young Jung, it won't be his this time because Devin Clark pulled off a unanimous decision. That was one hell of a fight, though. Good fight. Um, Devin Clark, man, that dude got some thighs on him. I would hate to get kicked by that fool if he can get that power right, and he was definitely throwing some kicks, so I would hate to get kicked by that dude. Oh, that was a, that was a good fight. And then you had uh, Marcin Tibera versus Blagoy Ivanov. I don't remember, but either way, man, Ivanov, that dude was a monster. He was taking everything that the other dude was throwing out, but Tibera, man, took off with a unanimous decision, and he threw everything, including the kitchen sink at this dude, could not take him out. So at the final round, he just tackled him to the floor and just survived it. Well done. I did like the strategy. With that being said, Ivanov, man, he just holding it down, and he took everything that was thrown his way and just kept coming. It was, it was, it was wild. That would have sucked to be... Tybura at that point because you know you got nothing else to hit him with so you might as well just take him down and kill this time because he ain't going out with that being said the rest of the fight card there were some decent knockouts I didn't go all the way down through you know the whole main card but there after you know I know two unanimous decisions in the top three but after that there were some KOs I think the fourth and fifth fights were some KOs good KOs and solid solid fights I'm not going to even complain with that being said UFC 284 on the horizon this Saturday, February 11th, in Australia. Oh, man, it's going down. We got Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volchanowski. It's going down. Um, I truly believe Volchanowski has more than a chance to win this fight, even though he's a plus 300 underdog, minus 365 for Islam at this point. So in order to win $100, you got to bet $365. I believe that's how the math works out. And if you bet $100 on Volk, I believe you're plus 300. So you walk away like 400. But I might be tripping, might not. Who knows? With that being said, that's how I understand it. And I'm not a gambling fanatic, but I have gambled quite a bit in my life. Um, when it comes to the books, I was not 21. So I always decided to give the money to my uncle. And he would come back with the slip and give it to me. With that being said, I've had some nice hits on that. Lightweight championship on the line. That's uh, Islam's first defense. And Alexander said that he's putting up the pound-for-pound champ, but I don't think that's really his decision or uh, his to negotiate putting up, Um, especially since John Jones is back in the mix. I think he automatically shoots up to number one. You have to give it to him because he hasn't been beat. Um, Lightweight championship, that one's going to be huge. Interim featherweight championship is also on the line since Alex Volkanovski is stepping up. His title is going to be on the line temporarily with Yahir Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. I just finished watching Josh Emmett's last fight. Um, I believe it was his last fight against Cater. 
That's, that was a war. It is one hell of a fight. Definitely worth watching. I think Emmett went 0 for 4 on takedown attempts. However, it was a stand-up slugfest. Josh Emmett, he showed that he had heart. He did get in, you know, I mean, he did take some damage. And I believe in the last round or fourth round, he went down. It was a fourth round. He went down, staggered a little bit, got it together. Ended up winning the fifth round, I believe. So, Josh Emmett, he can bounce back if he is damaged, and I do believe he will be damaged against Yahir Rodriguez. Yahir has been one hell of a, you know, on one hell of a path, and those kicks are insane. He's always throwing something different. With that being said, Josh Emmett is durable, really durable. I know Josh Emmett was an underdog. I think he was plus 160 against uh, Cater, and in this fight, he's plus 140. Yahir Rodriguez is minus 165, so he is definitely favorite. Um, I do understand why Yahir Rodriguez is favorite, but with that being said, Josh Emmett is no slouch. But you know what the fun is strange. Josh Emmett, I think he stands the same amount of chance to win as Alex Volkanovski. Now, I do understand Volkanovski's moving up in weight, but with that being said, Volkanovski's been up to 200 pounds before. Um, I think that his body will adapt pretty well to putting on the weight. It's not like he's a little guy moving up trying to be like um, Israel Adesanya when he was trying to jump up to fight uh, Jan Blahovich, I believe it was. Um, Or was it Yuri? I think it was Jan. Either way, he jumped up in weight and got smashed. I don't think this will be the case with Alexander Volkanovsky. I think he's just on a very strict routine when it comes to working out and diet and everything to keep his – you know, his body weight down at that 145 range. So I don't see bouncing up to 155 is very difficult for him. I I think, especially judging by the pictures, he's put it on pretty well. Now he's just got to trim it up, dial it in, and he won't be cutting any weight. You know what I mean? That could be big, especially being in Australia. Plus he's heavy. You got Islam coming in from, you know, around the world. He's flying in and he's going to be cutting weight down, you know, trying to make his weight. So there could be some serious consequences for that if we get into the later rounds. So that's why I say Alexander Volkanovsky, I don't see him getting taken out of there. You know what I mean? He might be dominated. That's the strange part. It's, it's very hard. I rewatched that Islam Makachev fight versus Charles Oliveira, and I think Charles did very well on the floor. Um, his ground game was on point. He pretty much minimized what Islam was able to do. He did get some submission attempts off. Um not taking anything away from Islam. Islam was controlling the fight. He definitely kept that top pressure, kept his base very solid, was not off in any way, shape, or form, and he was able to punish Charles. Um, but I didn't think that he completely dominated. I thought Charles got a couple attempts off. Um, I don't see Alexander just being pushed around, not like Derek Lewis did. That's that's for damn sure. But with that being said, Alexander Volkanovsky, we haven't seen him off his back too much. Um, Max Holloway didn't get him there too often. He more so stood up with them. So we will see what Alexander has on the floor, especially with that missing weight that could, you know, come into play, but Alexander is going to be quick. He's going to be quick standing up on the feet. Um, definitely Islam. He can be caught and we'll see what Alexander can do. I would, and I am considering putting a substantial amount of money on Alexander Volkanovsky. We'll see what happens, but I'm considering, I'm considering, especially at plus 300, you got to take that. I mean, I would definitely, but I believe, uh, now I think about it, I think Charles Oliveira is right around the same thing and he got manhandled, but 
I do think Charles Oliveira had a history of going up and down, and it was just a matter of time till he started going down. But we'll see what Charles can do. I hear that he's eyeing this fight, and he would like to fight the winner. But we'll see what happens in the long run. Back to Yahir. Yahir Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. I got to take Yahir, man. Yahir has got to win. Yahir has got to win. I, I, I don't know. Josh Emmett, man, I... I see the dog in him. He definitely has got some dog in him, but I don't think he has the quickness to put away Yahir. Uh, Yahir? I say Yahir all the time. Yahir. Y-A-I-R. Y'all pronounce it how the hell y'all want to. If y'all want to make fun of me, that, I hope y'all do. But with that being said, that's for the interim featherweight championship and the third fight on the card, which I find pretty damn intriguing. That's Jake Della, Jake Della Madalena. Jake Della Maddalena. See, I've been I've been studying that one yesterday because I said it like five times bad, but Jake Della Maddalena versus Randy Brown. And now Jake is also an Australian, so he'll be fighting, I think it's 10 minutes away from his home gym, so it's nowhere near to him, um, nowhere new to, new to him. So that should not be an issue. Randy Brown, I believe they call him a Jamaican, but I'm not sure if he's like an American they call a Jamaican or if he's really Jamaican. But either way, he's going to be traveling overseas to get there. That could affect them. But with that being said, Jack Della Madalena is one hell of a stand-up. You know what I mean? He can fight. He can definitely fight. But Randy Brown specialized in boxing. I believe he has a background in boxing and transferred over. So he's not somebody you really want to stand up with. That's going to be one hell of a fight. I am very interested to see who pulls that one off. Um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting card, folks. UFC 284 is coming up this Saturday, February 11th. Tune in, tune in. It's on pay-per-view. I believe that it's worth every penny just because of those three fights. But with that being said, yeah, I'll be buying it. I'll be buying it. Not going to lie, I'll actually invite some people over, probably get a poker tournament going, followed by the UFC. That sounds about ideal to me. We'll see what's crack-a-lacking and what I can turn that into. Um, UFC Strike. If I haven't talked about him before, I'm pretty sure I have, but check it out, man. Check it out, folks. I'm in the champion club. Let's go. Let's go. I've been waiting for that, folks. I know it probably don't mean much to you, but it means the world to me because it's one of the, not going to say it was a goal, but it was something that I always wanted to do. I was like, man, hopefully I do, you know, pull a moment in one of these packs for a championship moment, but I cracked, folks. Um, I did get a credit card recently. I do need to build that credit. For those that don't know, I did pay off all my credit um, recently. I owe zero dollars. I do have the money to purchase something. But with that being said, I got a credit card that if I spend over a thousand dollars a year, it can drop. It'll drop my interest rate by two percent. And I got 18 months with no interest at all. I do have a high interest rate to begin with, but after this year, it'll drop 2% as long as I spend $1,000. I spent $750, $750, folks. Go ahead. Y'all can go <gasps> on a UFC strike moment. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually very happy about it. Um, and I got 18 months interest-free, so $750. I'm already put down what I put at $180 yesterday, I think. So I've already paid it, you know, a good part of it just to get it down. And I got 18 months to pay that off. And I'm trying to pay it off, and I'll pay it off in the next six. But I got some time to pay that off interest-free, and that gets me the championship club. Want to build some credit off of that. Last time I financed my Goodyear tires, but I let that credit card close just because once I paid it off, I didn't I didn't need another set of tires. I got my last pair on uh, Black Friday. I think I paid $125 for some Ling Long 
little uh, street tires. You know, I mean, I got little Hondas that I paid 400 bucks for. So what do you want me to do? Um, I build them up, man. They, they look clean, though. See, y'all judge me, man. I'll be dropping them and doing my thing on little Honda CRXs. So judge me not. Judge me not. Or y'all can judge me. It really don't matter to me because either way, I'm, I'm striving and providing for my family. Um, UFC Strike, man. Super accomplishment to me. Um, championship club, y'all check it out. The champion club got like little lounges at the events and stuff. So basically it's going to inspire me to go to Vegas and go to a UFC event. Cause that's what I've been wanting to do anyways. If it comes out to San Diego, cool, but I'd rather go to Vegas. I got family out there. Plus I've been waiting to turn up. Y'all know, um, y'all are all invited too. So man, if I go out to Vegas, man, I'll definitely put it on the podcast. Hopefully whoever's out there, y'all more than welcome to DM me, meet up. We can hit a poker tournament. We can hit the club. We can do whatever. UFC strike, check it out, man. Definitely worth the time. I definitely hope it becomes this generation's, like my generation, Pokemon. Like I said, I've watched UFC go from being illegal to I'm literally installing video walls made of 16 TVs to make one image so they can show their fights inside of these giant gyms. So it's come a long way. I can see it continuing to grow, especially with the uh, NFL and sports like that, having all these head issues and all these things. You know, lawsuit after lawsuit, they definitely seem to be going down rather than going up, especially after the Kaepernick issues. And you lost a lot of fans there. Then, you know, just a lot of things going on with the NFL, and it does not seem to be getting better. As long as Dana White's at UFC, I can see him running it with his iron fist, and it will most likely continue to prevail. With that being said, Dana, we're counting on you, man. You better stay around. Oh, UFC strike, man. Come on, man. I hope y'all pay off. But either way, I truly appreciate the ride. Love the journey. Um, I got pockets full of rugs when it comes to Ethereum and Solana. So my dapper wallet's the last thing going for me. And other than that, besides V friends, man, maybe an Atom Bomb Squad. I don't see me putting much into much else at this point. Um, Those that don't know, I've dropped all my NFT poker projects just because it's been flop after flop after flop. I stopped my tournament because all I was doing was giving away resources that I could reallocate into other financial situations to better my life and you know the life of those around me i apologize for all the randos that did you know win in prizes and stuff i do love i love the community i love you know getting together with everybody and everybody having a spot that everybody can come to but it was costing me folks it was costing me it was costing me the the ability to provide better for my children and that's why i be doing it so i got to keep it real with that being said ufc back to that they announced the tough coaches Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. Oh, that's going to be off the hook. I'm actually really excited for that fight. I think it's going to be it's going to be a slugfest. I mean, I don't have to tell you. Everybody already knows Michael Chandler when he gets in there, he is he's going to throw putazos. I mean, it's going down. It's going down. His cardio is going to run out by, you know, round 3, two and a half. He probably got him, but with that being said, Conor McGregor is coming off, you know, he he hasn't been fighting. He's got that leg injury that he's been rehabbing from. I'm sure that messes with your cardio. I know he put on some size. I believe he's dropping down. Uh, I think they're fighting at 155, actually, so that'll be okay. I think, uh, you know, Michael Chandler, he can pull that off no problem, even though that dude is like a stocky little pit bull. He's been able to hit whatever goal he puts his mind to. I think that comes down to his wrestling background. And... Conor McGregor, he's such a big star. He, he he can show up at whatever he wants to show up at. He might show up at 173. They'll still let him fight. Um, it's going to be one hell of a, a little series, though, because Michael Chandler, he does have some personality to him. He'll he'll be on the opposite side. Conor McGregor, we watched what he did to Uriah Faber. 
Um, with that being said, you know, I didn't even, I didn't watch too much of the ultimate fighter at that point in time. That's when I was out running a crack house in Vegas and doing my own thing. Definitely was not watching UFC, even though I lived in Vegas and I was there at the prime time, definitely could have been involved. I was more worried about getting food in my mouth and, you know, purse snatching and trying to pay my bills. Definitely was not watching any UFC at that point, man, it was a whole different reality. And it was UFC was literally in my back door taking off with this whole ultimate fighter challenge and everything. Life is, life is crazy, man. Life is crazy, but truly looking forward to that. Um, Conor McGregor's coming back. I did buy a Conor McGregor moment for like a hundred something bucks on UFC strike as well. Um, super, uh, super, super curious how that's going to go just because I do think he's one of the biggest, I mean, hands down, he's one of the biggest names the sports ever had. Hopefully he makes a comeback so he doesn't go out the way he did. But if he comes back and gets knocked out by Michael Chandler, I don't know what the hell happens after that. But let's just say he wins, goes back, maybe fights Poirier, maybe takes out Poirier. That would be pretty dope. Um, I did see Poirier's Twitter post about, what is it, my my kid's edition or my children's edition of tough because I think he took both of these guys out. But with that being said, Conor McGregor has taken out Dustin Poirier, so I don't know why he's talking too bad, especially since Conor broke his leg last time. Um, with that being said, Conor, Conor did get his ass whooped by Dustin Poirier in the second fight. So he does have room to talk. I'm not questioning any of that. Uh, big shout-out, Dustin Poirier, man. He he does kick ass and chews bubblegum. I don't even know if he carries bubblegum with him, but he definitely kicks ass, so... Big shout-out. I do have nothing but respect for that that competitor, that man. Um, I know that, you know, whatever happened with him and Michael Chandler was a little weird, but, man, 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 big shout-out. That's going to be one hell of a war, man. Super excited for a lot of the fights coming up. I saw that uh, uh, Chito Vera is going to be fighting. I forget who he's going to be fighting, but that's going to be one hell of a fight. Was it Corey Sandhagen, possibly? Um, there's just some wars going on, man. Love what the UFC is doing. Truly excited. UFC Strike, what I did do today, um, they, they made a big amount announcement yesterday. I don't know how big it is to who, but they announced that they're going to be in, they are in development to work on a, putting out a game, an NFT game. So you get to use your actually UFC Strike in a game, and we're going to work, you know, work as a community. They're going to put it out, take it back, do some more modifications, put it out, take it back, do some more modifications. So as a community, we're going to help put it together super excited on that so big shout out ufc strike plus they did a challenge this week and i did complete it without having to purchase any moment so that was pretty cool i got both tiers so i got the fandom moment from one of the new guys and i also got a free pack in the free pack i opened it there's three moments boom i pull a tui tuavasa serial number five let's go Five out of fifteen hundred. Um, I think my lowest serial number before that was a Tracy Cortez, Tracy Cortez level uh, number thirty three, out of like fifteen thousand or something. It was, I just saw the thirty three and I got it for like eight bucks, ten bucks, whatever it was, and I was pretty pumped on that. So, like I said, got a free airdrop. Um, pulled a challenger moment, which was only 1,500 of them, and I got serial number five. So once again, big shout-out, UFC Strike, truly appreciate it. And not like I'm selling out the motherfucker. I'm going to be there, man, but I'm just collecting. I have almost every moment. I think I need like maybe eight moments now, challenger moments to complete the entire series. Um, I definitely don't have all the championship moments, but I do have all the regular moments, I believe, now. So keep moving on. Keep pushing, folks. 
If anybody is interested more in UFC Strike, check out their Twitter. That's where a lot of it goes down. You can link into their Discord. Um, Bob Dog, I'm in there. Not very much. You're more than welcome to at me or whatever because I do appreciate everybody. I will jump in there, try to communicate with you. I'm not in Discord very much. For those that know, I actually deleted it. I only reinstalled it for the championship club. I'm no longer part of any of the, uh, you know, NFT game or any of that. When it comes to those discords, it's just those passwords got me, folks. I've already paid damn admission. When he started throwing passwords on it and getting power hungry, I couldn't do it no more. So truly appreciate each and every one of y'all. UFC 284, it's coming up. The tough series with Conor McGregor and Chan, uh, Michael Chandler, that's coming up. UFC strike that they got the game that's coming up. So to looking for, man, this is a UFC episode. This goes out. Big shout out to my brother. Once again, direct truly appreciate you. I think he was on episode one with me, if I remember correctly. So his own story is out there and his little motorcycle accident. And you can actually hear him. And the delay that is there was not always there. He definitely used to be a sharp little dude. Not he's never like the wittiest guy, but he was definitely more alert than he was there. Mind you, he was smoking a lot of pot at, on that episode time, so that kind of goes into it. Love and appreciate each and every one of y'all, man. Big shout out to just the world, man. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope your health is good. Um, as long as our kids' healths are good, it's a good damn day because when those, when those problems occur, you look back on yesterday and wish you had those problems. So I do remember the quote that said, if we all threw our problems in a pile, we'd end up grabbing our problems and, you know, taking them back. And, and I truly do believe that. I try not to judge anybody because I don't know what y'all been through. And my heart goes out to every one of you. And I truly do wish you the best. If there is anything that I can help y'all on, I'm not giving, you know, hosting no GoFundMe page. I'm not giving you shit. But if I could ever be there for you in every way, shape, or form, or even put a roof over your head, man, y'all can always reach out to me. And I love y'all. I'm out. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one.